you're experiencing the Authentic Chaos Podcast, an exploration into our inner selves and journeys of self-discovery. I'm your host, Vahagen Yarnosian. Last episode, I talked about this framework uh, that I'm building called Starve Your Ego, Feed Your Soul. Idea of cutting back the things that take us out of ourselves so that way we can understand ourselves better. And part of this idea came about or at least got um, further um, built up in this exercise I did uh, earlier this year at the first week of the year. And to, to give you an idea of what this was before I go into what the exercise was, I did one of the hardest things that a person can do. I, it wasn't, I, I wasn't battling my environment. No, I wasn't like battling foes in battle. No, but I did have a foe and I did have a harsh environment and that, but it was all my mind. My enemy was my ego. My environment was the pain and the discomfort that was coming when I dealt with one of the hardest foes that humans have ever faced, boredom. And really embracing that boredom. And how I did this exercise and how I tested this embrace of boredom was through a seven-day media fast. Um, so the rules of this media fast were no social media, no news, no internet for fun. Uh, I use the internet for my job, so I had to still do that. Um, no games, no shows, no music, no books, no consumption of any media whatsoever. Uh, producing media and like being creative and drawing and stuff, that is fine. Writing is fine. But you, I could not consume external media for a week. And it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever done. And one of the most difficult things I've ever done. I, it felt almost like a pain. The discomfort was so strong some days but the journey felt incredible and the things I learned along the way and the appreciation I got for the life of my life around me was it's difficult to get these reflections anywhere any other way besides starving your ego and feeding to feed your soul so let me talk a bit about how this media fast and like some of the things that I learned along the way. So um, the first day was very difficult. It was one of the most uncomfortable days I've ever lived. Uh, well, maybe not that. That's probably a little extreme, but it's definitely up there of one of the more most uncomfortable days that I did. I lived because once I got through doing things like I cooked some breakfast and stuff like that, but then there was, then there was, what was I going to do? So I went for a walk 
and I started appreciating the outdoors. But then I would get to points where it'd be like, I want to listen to music. I want to read a book. I want to watch a show. I want to like browse Reddit or something. And I just, the frustration in my mind, it felt like my, my ego was throwing a tantrum. It's it's much like a, a toddler not getting their sweets and not getting their way, and then they throw a tantrum, and I felt that tantrum in my mind. It was this like cacophony of needs that my ego was expressing, needing this constant information that it was getting from news sources, from shows, from books. All of this, it was missing, and it craved it. And the first, but once I got past the first day, it started getting quieter and quieter and quieter. The toddler learned that it can survive without it. And so the the next days after, I found myself needing the media less. And like, that's fine on a surface level, but... Why should, why did I not want the media? Why did I want to want the media less? And I think it's the reflections I had through when I had the absence of the media, the absence of this sugar. My brain realized it has plenty of other things to do, plenty of other information in its stores that it can work with. And I started to, I started to do things like, envisioning more envisioning recipes like i love to cook i've talked about food a lot on this podcast uh so but usually i'll use a recipe for most of my uh, most of my planning but then i was starting to read ingredients on various things and imagining this the process imagining the recipes that went into it and imagining how to change it and so that was fun that was a fun little thought experiment but then I started to reflect on other important things in my life. Um, I'm I'm actively dating, and I had some reflections on dating. Dating has been a big part of my life in the past like two years, or maybe not a big part, but not a non-insignificant part. And I had some reflections on how I've been, how I was viewing dating wrong in the beginning, and how I've learned to view it now that just make it a much more fun experience. And I don't want to go too deeply into that on this episode. I have a lot of fun conversations and episodes planned in the month of February around love and dating. So I think that'll be really great for all of us. Um, And so that's something that I really get excited for. And a lot of those thoughts and reflections came from this fast that I did. Um... And so that, so I was starting to get some of that. I was thinking about like, um, then I started thinking about consumption. I started to notice things. I was noticing that when I had this absence, when I had this boredom by cutting out this informational sugar, my brain started to go toward consumption as a means to alleviate the pain. I would, and this could be consumption in terms of like, I would feel the urge to go shopping or I would want to cook something and eat something. I would want a snack. 
And so I started to reflect on that and just be aware of it. And so as I walked, while my initial intention may have been to get lunch, I really started to be aware of that hunger. Was that an actual hunger or was my brain trying to feel, fill the, the void of boredom? And I realized it was the latter. I was just using it as a as like a mirage. That hunger was a mirage to create some sort of stimulation. I didn't need it. And so I, I'm, not, I'm not judging my consumption. I, judgment is not the point here. The point is just awareness. Recognizing that these things are happening. And then I started to reflect on... On, uh, so I started to reflect on these things that were part of my life and that I was actively doing and just be aware of them. And where did we, so then the next days came on and my mind felt serene. It felt like when you climb, when you climb a mountain and get high elevation, that that serene grace, that silence, that just embark- that encompasses the whole area and the awe you feel in that position. And I kind of felt that way in my mind. It felt quiet, way more quiet than I was used to my mind being. I'm used to having many thoughts and many reflections. And even now, now that I've gone back to the media, I feel that again. I feel the noise in my head. And it's not the noise of my voice that I've been, that I've talked about a lot. It's the extra noise from the outside world that my ego decides to focus on because it has all this information and it wants to consume and wants to produce thoughts but it doesn't need I don't need those voices in my head and having that quiet it was rejuvenating there were days that I would go to bed like right after dinner or like maybe by 8.30 And I wouldn't feel bad about it. I wouldn't feel ashamed of myself for wanting to do something else instead. My mind and my body were in agreement. When my body decided it was time to sleep, my mind also agreed that it was time to sleep. And I haven't, and that was just such a beautiful harmony. A lot of my friends have like sleep issues, go to sleep very late. But one thing you can try to do if you have sleep issues, you can just try to cut out some of these sources of distraction. And it may not help everyone, but if you have sleep issues and you're trying to avoid like medication or something, this could be a healthy alternative. It's at least worth a try. If at the very, the very worst thing that can happen is that you just get a little bit more time to yourself. And that's always worth it. Uh, Speaking of time, that was something I really started to appreciate. That week felt very long. And it's not long in a bad way. Not long in a judgmental way. But that 
I was just aware of the time I have in my life. I had way more time than I expected. I experienced time at a slower pace. And through that, and I think that was because instead of using distractions of external media, I was focusing on the present moment way more than I was before. So I was just way more aware of things that were going on. And having that amount of time feels so good. Some days, like, I woke up today and I'm like, oh my God, like, this year's probably gone by so long. It feels like it's gone on so long. It's only the second week. I have, I feel like I have so much more time than I've ever had before to do things that I want to do, to reflect things I want to reflect, to be who I want to be. And I don't think I would have really have gotten there without doing this fast, without starving my ego. And I think this is something that we should all try to do. Don't let your don't let your years blur together, your or your weeks blur together. It's easy to get complacent and imagine time as this thing that this window that constantly shrinks where days don't mean anything to you anymore but that's no way to live 24 hours happen in a day each hour has like 60 minutes in it that's a lot of time for a lot of things to happen that are happening and a lot of things to notice and appreciate in your life so I highly, so if, if you're looking for a little bit of extra time in your life, definitely, definitely, definitely consider doing a fast like this because it will, it will help. And you don't have to do as long as I did. And I'll be honest, I cheated now and then. Every now and then, okay, a couple times, I would take a peek at a news article but I realized when I did, it didn't bring me any joy. It didn't bring me any fulfillment. It was just unnecessary. And so I really reflected on that. Why am I doing this? And this is a, pro- this is a journey I'm still, un- uh, still going through of why am I looking for so much on the, in the external when I have a lot inside my mind that I can like look through? That has much was much more like related to me. The news has nothing to do with me. It usually hardly ever will directly affect me, and instead can cause grief and pain in my life, which is very real. And I want to bring up the book that actually gave me the idea to do this media fast. So. <laughs> It's a mindfulness book, How to Train a Wild Elephant. It was a gift last year from an aunt. And I want to read the some of the reflections that the author has around um, the, mind, the media fast. Since you've heard my reflections throughout this, let's see what she has to say. 
For the first 200,000 years of human history, we were only exposed to the news and the suffering of those immediately around us in our tribes and villages. We saw birth, sickness, death, and wars, but on a limited scale. Only in the last 40 years or so has the news media poured the suffering of the entire world into our ears and eyes every day, day after day. This suffering that we are helpless to fix accumulates in our mind and heart and makes us suffer in turn. When the mind and heart become too full of pictures of violence, destruction, and pain, we must take time to empty ourselves. People who work with trauma victims are known to suffer from something called secondary victimization. They are affected by the trauma, too, even though they are only hearing about it and did not experience it firsthand. Since the invention of TV and the nightly news, all of us suffer to a certain degree from secondary victimization, caused by the incessant flow of vivid images out of the screen and into our minds, images of murder, genocide, earthquakes, and plagues. This constant bombardment creates chronic anxiety and makes us heart sick. The world is flawed, millions of innocent people suffer, and we are unable to do much to change it. If we can decrease our intake of these toxic images, we can more easily establish a heart that is open and a mind that is serene and clear. This is the best foundation we can have if we want to move onto the world, uh, out into the world of woe and in, make a positive difference. It's often said that change starts with us, that we are the centers for the revolutions that we want. Like I mentioned before, I'm start doing this revolution of authenticity, and it starts with me, it starts with us. And if so if we want to really promote kindness in this world, if we want to promote good, and positivity and po make differences the first step is to put ourselves in a better in a more whole more authentic position by removing a lot of these distractions that our ego so desperately craves but our soul like withers by by removing these distractions we are tending to our garden, to our soul, to our authentic selves, to our authentic chaos. And when we let it be, and when we put boundaries on the media we consume, on the ego itself, we give ourselves a chance to grow and a chance to be who we are and be kind to ourselves and when we have that kindness that kindness spreads and it spreads to the people around you people will feel the love when you have that love to yourself self-love is another topic that i've been thinking a lot about especially during that week of the fast and it's a topic i will talk about probably around in the Valentine, in the uh, February series. Because, and, um, but a little sneak peek is that people talk about how self-love is important, but no one talks about how difficult it is to love yourself. 
anyway to just to go back on the reflections from me and the author i think she brings up a very important point that for hundreds of thousands of years humans have lived in tiny segments of the world spread apart by miles and miles oceans and mountains deserts so news travel very slowly and you're only aware to a very limited locality of suffering and of information with (laughs) our cell phones have been around for only 10 20 years the internet's been around for about 20 years the nightly news and 24-hour news cycle has been around for much longer than that but still even even if you say like 100 years last 100 years we've had like very rapid exchanges of information 100 years out of hundreds of thousands of years is a tiny drop in the bucket it is not enough time for our brains to adapt to this constant this constant information overdose. So I think a media fast is not only a good thing to do, I think it's a crucial thing to do. I think you owe it to yourself. It's like, it's a good mental health break because it removes a lot of things that could cause anxiety from your life. And it's a good soulful break because it forces you, it gets you to appreciate yourself and nurture your creative self more i felt myself becoming more creative i mentioned the recipe transformations um i forgot to mention that um i also started getting into animation i'm making a little i got inspired to make a little animation for the podcast for the uh, intros and i'm still working on it but hopefully that'll be done in a couple weeks um And I got creative in my own lines of thinking about myself and how I view myself and how I view like my interactions with others and like understanding my myself more and being finding like a bit more empathy for other people too. I think there's a lot to be gained by just embracing this boredom, embracing the silence without the without media. And embracing you along the way, or at least finding you. You don't have to do the same length of time that I did. A week is a long time. But even a day is is definitely beneficial. My mother joined me in this for a, for a day. And in that day, she... Instead of going on YouTube and watching podcasts, she fixed some chairs in the house that were have been broken for years. Something that has been on a to-do list for years, she just she got done in an afternoon because she didn't have these distractions anymore. If that can happen for her, I know beautiful things can happen to you to you, dear listener. So embrace yourself, embrace your authentic chaos and try to take a little break from the, from that media, take the fast. 
That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Embrace your chaos with kindness.